Today's reading is from John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of our Lord. I don't want to be a branch. I would prefer this or maybe this. But instead, this is what Jesus says we are. It's not so spectacular, is it? And maybe I don't like this vine branch image because of the judgment it holds and can convey. Jesus says, whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. These words scare us, and they scare us into thinking that this life is all about this quest to avoid the fires of hell, and that we must do our very best abiding to be worthy enough of God's favor. And some even believe that the pruning that Jesus speaks of here translates then into all the sad things that can happen in life. People have said that God prunes us, cutting away the things that keep us from bearing fruit. And that can make us think that the suffering that happens is because God, the vine grower, just snips away as he pleases. And so we squirm to understand why God, who is supposed to love us, would cause such things to happen. Do you see why this image is so difficult to understand and to believe? There is always a reading of the Bible that does just this. It points to all the things that we lack, and it reminds us of everything we are not, and it can make us feel scared and unsure of God and this whole life of faith. I think when we read these words of Jesus and we begin to think about this vine and branch image, we hear a lot of this side of the scripture. Like me, when I take it all on a personal level, I don't want to be a branch. I want to be something else. We get self-focused, scared, whiny, and we get judgy. There's another side of this image that we are meant to hear as well. Jesus tells this story to his disciples, knowing that he will suffer and die and at some point will not be with him. 
So he is coming close and preparing them for that time. In John's Gospel, it's called the Farewell Discourse. And in this conversation between Jesus and his disciples, it spans many chapters. So imagine for a moment what you would say to the people that you love the most if you knew that you would no longer be with them. What are the words of assurance and comfort and hope you would share? This vine and branch image is a part of this tender conversation, and Jesus is holding nothing back to instill words of relationship, comfort, and hope to those that he loves. God will not leave this world or us on our own. Jesus is precise, though, with the roles in this image. Jesus is the true vine, and God is the vine grower. And as much as we fight being those branches, that is what we are. We are not the vine, the source of growth. This isn't our role, and it isn't our call. The life and bounty of the branches comes solely through the life and the bounty of the vine. So as much as we want to be the super branch, we must remember that the juicy fruit grows from a life source, and we do not bear that responsibility. And as much as we cringe to think that God the vine grower just haphazardly takes those pruning shears to trim and cut, we are to remember and hear that if you are a vine grower, you have deep investment in growing vines and carefully tending vineyards. That's God's work. It's his deepest joy. It's his passion. And it's his call. What we forget so quickly after Easter Sunday is that resurrection is the life force of the vine grower and the vine. That ugly clump of snarly branches still has life within it when they are connected to the vine. We forget this all the time. We go at this life thinking that all we have is what's in front of us right now. And we think we rule the roost as the branches and we call the shots about where the fruit will grow and what branches gets to bear the best fruit. But we forget again that the growth of the branches is because of the vine. Abide, Jesus says. Remain. Stay put. Remember where your roots are anchored. Soak in that life source of love and presence and forgiveness that simply comes because I am the vine and I give it to you. And then there is the mess of all the branches together. Seriously, some days, wouldn't you just must be per prefer to be that sole gorgeous iris in the garden instead of being the branches all intertwined together? You wonder, what is the point? Because you know how branches can get prickly and overgrown, woody and rough. 
We can often feel like that as a community. There's a lot of us and a lot of opinions and a lot of stories and a lot of ideas. But Jesus knows we don't fare well on our own and that we need people growing next to us, different indeed, but yet connected to the same vine with the same call to bear fruit. And if you think about it, we never say, wow, this one branch on my raspberry bush produced these luscious berries. We never say that. We say, wow, look at all these raspberries I got from the bush. What we bear in the world is our community together, knowing the fruit we bear is for the world to be nourished. And it comes from many places and many people, and we share that together. It's never just about one person or one group of people. In fact, often it is the branches hidden underneath that produce those unnoticed clumps of goodness. Jesus declares to us, it's not about you, but it does include you. I remember a funeral I attended. A vibrant, beloved boy died in his sleep unexpectedly at the age of 14. I talked with his aunt, who was my cousin, and she shared that the shock, pain, and the agony was just too much to bear. Even in their family, a family that was really anchored in their faith, it was too much to hold. And then she said, the doors opened to the sanctuary, and they walked alongside of the casket at the beginning of the funeral, down the aisle, and they saw this whole community of people who loved this young man and who were also deeply grieved and forever changed by his death. This group of people, this grove of branches, held this family and reminded them that they were not alone. And then they spoke promises of the vine grower, and they trusted in that life force of the vine that would come. This is the viney, branchy life that Jesus promises us today. It's messy, it's complicated, it's beautiful, it's naughty, and it's twisted. We are given to each other to bear fruit, but also to remind each other that when we are tangled and when we wither, that nothing can separate us from the vine. We can ignore the nutrients, we can decide to grow in another direction, but the vine grower already knows these things about us and promises to always be there, to love and to nurture, to tend and to turn, to forgive and to bring back to the other branches so that we may simply bear fruit. And so today, simply this for us, abide in the promise of life that is given for you and for all of us branches. Amen.